everybody. Welcome to another episode of Christ with Coffee on Ice. I am your host, Allie Yost, and I am feeling so grateful, so blessed, unbelievably grateful to be here with you guys for another week. And I know that that can probably sound dramatic where you guys are like, okay, we get it, Allie. Like, you're blessed. You're excited. You, you know, you're this, you're that. But you have no idea how much this podcast has meant to me and how incredible this has been for me. I am speaking from a version of Allie who this podcast hasn't even officially launched for me in my world right now as I'm recording. So some of you may already know this. I've, I've pre-recorded this entire season before launching it. And just a few moments ago, I got on to uh, my platform that I check for like numbers and all of that stuff because right now the only thing that's out is the trailer for this podcast, right? This is going to feel so delayed because we're near two months of this podcast being out and doing its thing, right? But I checked it and this is just off of the trailer, okay? That's the only thing we've had live. This podcast hasn't even gone live yet. This is truly just off of the trailer. I checked our numbers, y'all, and all of a sudden it shows me this notification and it's like, you've reached five different rankings. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I click on it, okay? We've, we've hit five different charts. We are number one in top religion and spirituality podcasts in the US. We are number four in top religion and spirituality podcasts in Australia. We are number 19 in the UK, number 28 in Germany, and then number 94 in overall top podcasts in the United States. What is going on? You know what I'm going to tell you guys? I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you that when God is in it, y'all, he is so in it. I just want you to know that if there's ever anything in your life, anything that you are truly questioning, anything that brings anxiety, anything that brings confusion, y'all, he is not the God of confusion. He is the God of peace. He is the God of direction, clear direction and so much peace. When God is in it, y'all, you'll know, you'll know. This is insane. We haven't even launched this and God is like, mm -hmm. like at this point, the Holy Spirit's just showing off. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever have that one thing in your life where you're like, all right, God, now you're just showing off. Like this is that thing for me. Like I am truly blown away at the response. And I just want you guys to know if this speaks any encouragement into you to follow something that you feel God is calling you to do, please do it. Because all the fears that you're telling yourself, like the biggest thing that I was afraid of, this was a literal conversation I had with my manager, okay, is I said, I just hope that like I can still make money and brands will still want to work with me and like I'm still going to have success. I need to talk about my faith and I want to and I'm not questioning that, but I just hope that things don't change for me because I've shared my faith. And the reason that I'm getting so emotional right now, okay, I'm going to reel it in, I'm sorry, is because we can step into really scary things, but God will reward you for having faith in him. Do you hear me? Like I'm living proof right now. He will reward you with so much more than you have already by stepping into faith with him and truly saying, okay, God, I trust you. I'm like really, really scared and I don't know what's going to come, but I know that you're calling me to do this one thing. I know that you're calling me to do this and I'm just going to trust you. And man, will he come through. Will he come through, y'all? Like, can we just praise him for a second and say, will he come through? He does. It's in 
insane. Like, he is blowing my mind already. I don't even know where we could be right now. Like, honestly, in the moment of you guys listening to this, the numbers are probably even more insane. Like, he's probably blown my mind, like, a million times more since this moment. But, y'all, just do it. Just do it. Just freaking glorify him and spread his love, and he will give you the unimaginable like i never thought ever 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 that we would hit these numbers before we even launched before we even okay you get it i'm just shooketh i'm shooketh anyway we got our iced coffee we got our we got our coffee on ice okay we got our christ oh oh do we i have no words i've been praying about this and he's just god anyway y'all Sorry I got a little emo on y'all there for a second, and sorry I've been talking so much about myself, but if anything, I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about just the goodness of God and what he's doing here, and so it is such a blessing to have you guys here on this podcast and to be tuning in and listening, and I just truly, the only thing I can ask from you guys is to continue to pray over this podcast and pray that God continues to speak through me. I just want to be used as a vessel. I just want to share his love. And I feel like we've been doing a really great job at that so far in this podcast. Like unreal. Like sometimes I'll stop recording and I'm like, where did that come from? Where did that come from? But just keep praying for this podcast and this community and what he's doing here because it's blowing my mind and I don't want us to lose any momentum for any time soon. But I'm grateful for y'all and I'm so happy you're here. And we're going to dive into the Bible now. What do you say? Let's dive into some scripture. I've got my Bible here. Y'all should have yours out by now. Y'all probably don't even know what to expect from me half the time because I know sometimes we cover scripture, sometimes we don't. It's been a few episodes since we have, but um, I felt the need to actually open the Bible with y'all today, this Friday. So I hope that's okay. Grab your Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Download a Bible app. There's really no excuse. Okay. So we are going to open Matthew. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to give Matthew a break eventually. Just not anytime soon because I love this book and I have so much to talk about from it. And so I hope you guys are okay with that. But we are reading from Matthew again. We are in Matthew 6, 19. Starting there, okay? This is the treasures in heaven. So as usual, we're going to read this and then we're going to reflect and we're going to break it down and hopefully we can take some really good lessons and wisdom away from it. Matthew 6:19 reads, "Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal." For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Then I'm going to skip down to Matthew 6.24, which says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I physically wrote, wow, next to that last sentence, you cannot serve both God and money because I think a lot of us, probably every single one of us needs that reminder because I think it is so easy for us to allow money. Ooh, oh my gosh, this is so good because what was I just talking about? It is so easy for us to allow things like money to control our lives, control the decisions we make, and we 
also like find value in ourselves through money and wealth or we will compare ourselves to other people who seem to be extremely wealthy living lavish lifestyles and they have all the designer all the jewels all the fancy cars the mansions the infinity pools in their backyards like there are so many of us here on earth that find value in that like status translates to how valuable you are and like your life is and I don't know about y'all, but that sounds like a chain around my neck. Like that sounds like a chain around anyone's neck. And when I say this, I'm not saying that we don't need money. Like obviously we all need money to survive and live, but we should never allow ourselves to get to the point where we are worshiping and prioritizing money over our God and over our relationship with God. Okay, so let's backtrack, okay? We're going to go back to Matthew 6:19, which reads... Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. That first sentence, to me, this is how this translates, is do not collect valuable things here on earth and think that you have won the ultimate treasure. Like having the most cars, having the most wealth, having the most success, having the most designer bags, okay? Because all of those things are honestly meaningless. If you think about it at the end of the day, the Bible is saying where moths and vermins destroy and where thieves break in and steal. None of that stuff is actually worth anything because it can be easily taken from you is what this is saying, okay? But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermins do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. What this passage is saying is we need to store up our treasures in heaven, meaning we need to follow God's commandments and truly value him first before anything else because the ultimate wealth and the ultimate prize that we can all get at the end of this life is going to heaven and the really cool thing about heaven is that there is no evil there is no destroying there's no stealing when we get that spot in heaven nobody can take that from us Everything that we've earned, all of the objects and things we've collected here on earth cannot go with us. The next sentence reads, For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So, when it comes to the things that we value in life and the things that mean the most important to us, that is a clear reflection of where our heart is and who we are to our core, right? So if you find value in like, status and money and physical things you probably aren't the most humble which we just talked about on our last episode um you're probably a little arrogant probably not the most genuine this would also probably be the same person that if you don't meet the same tax bracket as them they won't associate themselves with you if your heart lies with worshiping things like money and designer and status there is no way that you are humble and kind and generous now, somebody who values ultimately the importance of making God proud, putting faith in him first, worshiping God first, truly recognizing the value of following God and getting to heaven one day. Now, if you're the type of person where your heart lies with Jesus, there is a very good chance that Jesus is also a clear reflection of your heart because that's where your heart lies. Does that make sense? Do you ever just look at somebody? Do you ever just have an interaction with somebody and you're like, I can tell that Jesus is all over them, like in their heart, all over them? 
those are the types of people that just come off as humble and kind and generous and selfless. Literally everything we were talking about in our last episode. Like, okay, so this is a fun story. I have a Target nearby. And so I go to it quite often because it's very accessible to me. So I went to this Target and there's this guy that works at the um, like self-checkout area. You know how sometimes the employee is just standing there to make sure everybody's all set? So that's who he is, okay? He's standing there. And the very first interaction I had with him, he was just a true ray of sunshine. Complete ray of sunshine. Just a really genuine, kind guy. Very personable. And I just, it crossed my mind for a second where I was like, he's got to know Jesus. Like, he totally knows Jesus because you know what? You just feel it from people. Like, you just feel it. And that is something that I feel like I've, like, gained this extra sense or, like, a little radar ever since growing in my faith is, like, I can truly tell within the first, like, second of interacting with somebody whether they have Jesus in their heart or not. And I just knew it. I just knew it. But I didn't say anything to him then. And then I like beat myself up a little bit about it because I was like, this would be so bold. This would be so bold. And this is actually really scary, right? Think of doing this to someone. But I, I this is a bucket list thing for me to do. I'm going to be able to do it one day. I almost was like, are you a believer? Do you believe in Jesus? Because you just radiate Jesus. Or you know what? This is what came to my mind after I had the interaction with him that I wish I said is, Listen, I don't know if you're a believer or not. I just have to say this. You just radiate Jesus. Like you radiate his love and his warmth. And I just needed you to know that. I love your energy. I love everything about this. You know, I love this interaction. You're such a kind person, whatever. And I never did it. But imagine the compliment. And even if he wasn't a believer, I don't think that that's offensive because I think anyone who believes in Jesus believes that he is true kindness and love. So it is a compliment. But imagine hearing that from somebody when you are a believer. I think it would literally make me weep. Like, I think I would actually start weeping and hugging a stranger in the middle of Target if somebody told me that I radiated Jesus and they just felt like they had to say that. And so, anyway, I haven't done it, but I really want to do it one day. Um, the next time I meet somebody and they give me that energy. The next time I saw him... We were having a little interaction and he said something at the end of our conversation where he was like, you know, something like God is good or, you know, God bless you or something like that. And I was like, oh, there it is. I was like, there it is. I freaking knew it. I freaking knew you were a believer. I could just feel it. I could feel it, man. And I reciprocated. I said something back like God is good, you know, but anyway, the reason I'm sharing that story is because I truly believe that that guy working at Target, which honestly, he had no reason to be as kind as he was other than Jesus being in his heart. Like there's just no other explanation. But he was so clearly Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. I could feel his heart in that interaction. I could feel that it was with Jesus. And you just know, you just know when somebody's heart and their entire faith and being and what they worship is in God rather than things here on earth like money and all of these expensive things and status and whatever. You just feel it. And I think it's very clear that that is the message that is being said behind this scripture. And so now we're going to go down to Matthew six twenty four. right? We said, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. 
God is literally telling us that we cannot make money equal to him. We definitely can't put it above him. We can't worship him and another thing. You can't praise God and praise his glory and his greatness and, and say that you have faith in him and you know he will always provide and that he will never abandon you. And as long as you continue to have faith in him and his greater plan and know that he can truly turn around any circumstance, any situation, but then turn around and worship money and work. Obviously, we're all supposed to work, but like work as if God isn't going to provide. We work to earn our money. But God is the ultimate provider that brings it into our lives. Like God isn't the one who physically put me in this chair today and started this podcast. Yes, there was some self-will that I needed to put myself in this chair and work. But for this work, God is going to provide because I have faith. Even before I started sharing my faith journey online, I was scared about money. I was scared about income because my only income up until this point has been brand deals. And who's to say that the minute I start speaking about my faith, it's too controversial. Brands don't want to get involved with me anymore and all of my income goes away. But regardless of that, I put my trust in God. My heart truly lies with him. I have learned to completely lay my heart with Jesus and trust him. And he has already shown me that he will provide regardless. This could go even further than money, y'all. We can't serve God and serve other people. We're going to serve others. We're going to serve others through God, right? Because he did put us here on earth to serve others and be kind and be there for other people and love on others and be selfless. Okay, we can serve others, but we aren't going to serve God and serve others in the sense of like letting other people's opinions dictate our value. We're not going to let what other people say about us dictate what we believe our greater plan is. And that is also something that I worried about with being so vocal about my journey with my faith is what people will think of me. Hello? What will the brands think of me? Oh, they're not going to want to work with me. I'm going to lose so many followers probably. Everyone's going to want to leave because I never built my platforms on talking about my faith. So now everyone's going to freak out and they're going to be like, Allie's done a complete 180. She's lost her mind. But I decided that I wasn't going to worship other people. I wasn't going to worship and find value in what other people thought about me. I was only going to worship my God. I was only going to worship Jesus. I only want to serve him. I'm not going to serve him and something else. I'm going to serve others through him. But I'm not going to serve others and put the opinions of what people think of me on any type of pedestal anywhere near Jesus. He is truly the only opinion that needs to matter in your life. His opinion of you is the only thing that needs to matter in your life. Not your family members, not your friends, and definitely not strangers. If you are truly following the Lord and you know in the deep depths of your core that what you're doing or what you could do would make him so proud, you need to do it. And that is the only thing you need to listen to. And that deep down thing in your gut is called the Holy Spirit. If you feel the Holy Spirit talking to you and saying, you need to let it go. You need to let go of these other things that you are worshiping. These other things that you're serving like money and status and other people's opinions of you. And all of these other things you cannot put before me or anywhere near me. If you feel him saying that to you, I feel him saying that to you. I do. I'm all the way over here in California. I don't know where you're listening from, but I can feel it from here. We are here to serve one thing, and that is God. And we all know the saying, what would Jesus do? What did Jesus do? 
Jesus truly and wholeheartedly served only God. He lived out his purpose, the ultimate purpose, sacrificed his entire life to serving God so that we could forever be forgiven for all of our sins. He has done the unthinkable. He has done the unbelievable. So when we say, what would Jesus do? What did he do? He served one God and he was crucified. He was judged. He had people spitting in his face. He had so many people telling him who he wasn't or who he was. So any obstacle that you feel you're facing through judgment of other people or people trying to tell you what you need to be or who you don't need to be and where you need to go, those are all things that Jesus also faced. And he stayed true to God and serving only him. We don't serve everyone else's opinions. We don't cater to those opinions and criticism from other people. The other thing that Jesus did is he went in the places that were uncomfortable. He went to the places where people were not believers. Like obviously, yeah, he was surrounded by his disciples and he was surrounded by believers, but he also went to uncomfortable places. We are also going to feel uncomfortable. We're going to feel people judging us. We're going to feel people telling us that we're not making the right decision or we need to stop. But if it is something that you truly feel you are called to do by God, you only listen to that voice. The other thing, I went to church last Sunday and one of the things that my pastor had said was that we are all really loud and like we praise so loudly for our God, right? For Jesus in the four walls of our church or when we're with our group of other Christian friends. We're really bold and we're really loud and we're really passionate when we are in our own groups who are also believers, right? But the minute we step outside, this was a reality check. This was kind of tough to hear, but it's so unbelievably true. The minute we walk outside, you would never know if you were a Christian. People would never know if you were a believer. What could people see in you the minute you leave church? What could they see in you that just radiates Jesus? Could they see it? Would they even know? And I just really think that we need to remember that and carry that with us each day that we move forward because we are not meant to just stay in our little bubble of Christians. Of course, it's great to have a community and God does teach us to like pray in groups and be together and encourage each other and love on each other, 100%. But he doesn't say only Christians. We're supposed to be doing that where it's also uncomfortable. We're supposed to be doing that out in the real world. We're supposed to be doing that to non-believers, just as Jesus did. He went where it was uncomfortable. The other thing I like to think about too is like, if you're uncomfortable, I feel like you're doing something right. To an extent. That actually doesn't apply to every single uncomfort, you know, but if you're uncomfortable doing something that you feel God has called you to do, then you're doing something right. Me starting this podcast, uncomfortable. Me, wait, let's go back even further. Me sharing my faith online, uncomfortable. Not, I felt confident, I felt excited, but I was scared. It was a little uncomfortable. It was a little anxiety. Allowing people to speak their opinions and negativity in the comment section, uncomfortable. People close to me being like, yeah, I think it's good you're sharing your faith, but maybe just like not all the time. Like maybe just kind of reel it in a little bit, you know? uncomfortable. What I'm saying is what this scripture is saying. 
is that you cannot serve both God and money. You cannot serve both God and another thing. You can't serve the opinions of what other people say. You can't serve money. And if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, Ali, that all sounds like really great and everything, but like, how do I do that? What do you mean? How do I just stop worrying about money? How do I just stop worrying about what people think of me? Like, that is so much easier said than done. How do I stop serving other people and God? So what, I'm just like supposed to believe that he can just put it all together for me and like money is just going to fall in my lap and then I don't have to worry about it? I'm not saying that God will just make money fall into your lap. Like you're like, okay, great. I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and God's just always going to provide. Um, that isn't exactly how it works. There is a percentage of like success and the things that we earn for ourselves in life that does have to come from us. There has to be ambition. There has to be drive. There has to be commitment. There has to be work. There has to be work. But with that and also acknowledging and trusting that God will provide, he will provide. How many times in our lives have we thought that there would be no way that this could work? Or like, you're like, there has to be a miracle. There's got to be just some crazy coincidence that happens that actually makes this work. And then it does. I believe that if you're putting in the work and you have complete faith in God, he will not let you down. He will provide. If you are putting in the work and you have faith in him, he will provide. He has performed miracles, y'all. He will not leave you abandoned. I had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine who isn't a total believer. I feel like she's just one of those people that are kind of on the fence about it. And, you know, like I've said before, I don't believe it's our responsibility to like lead anyone to their faith, but we can absolutely help guide or plant seeds. I think it's really important that when people come to faith, it's fully on their own and willingly. Not like not on their own, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to drag her to church. I've invited her. Like, I will continue to talk about Jesus because I just I love to talk about him and I have exciting stuff. And the thing I love so much about her is she's always willing to listen, which I think is a huge green flag. It's like she loves to hear about it and she she loves to listen to it, you know, and she's open to it. Like she doesn't like shut down on me. She doesn't make me feel bad for talking about Jesus. I really think, I pray for her all the time, but I really think one day, you know, we'll teeter to the right side. But anyway, she's kind of on the fence. And it was heartbreaking because we had this one conversation where she said that she was really stressed out financially. She was like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what's going on, but like, I just don't have a lot anymore. Like, I don't know where all my money has gone, but I'm stressed, right? Hopefully it's okay I'm sharing this. I mean, I'm not exposing who she is or anything, but she starts talking about how she's stressing out about money. And like in that moment, of course, I'm pouring into her and I'm telling her like, God will provide, like just continue to work, continue to have faith in him. I promise he will not let you go homeless on the streets. Like he will take care of you. And I'm going to say something that sounds controversial. I don't think it is, but I feel like an easy response that people could say to that is like, okay, so then why are there homeless people on the streets? This isn't all cases, I guess. I, I don't know if I should be speaking for all homelessness, but I, I, I believe that a majority of people who are homeless on the streets, because I know we can acknowledge that there are people who have disabilities and they don't have any support system and they don't have anybody to help and then they end up homeless. And it, there are some extremely heartbreaking reasons to people being homeless, but there is a lot of homelessness that I can believe that are people who are truly so lost. They have lost souls. They have no faith in God and they feel as if they don't have any worth 
or they felt that way and that's how they got homeless. They're addicted to things, you know, they're seeking that validation or that value in other things and they don't believe that God can truly provide for them or maybe they didn't believe it. God tells us in the Bible that the righteous are blessed. Blessed are the ones who are righteous. Blessed are the ones who believe wholeheartedly and ultimately in God. If you work and you have your faith, God will provide. And honestly, it broke my heart because I knew that the anxieties that she was feeling in that moment are so valid and so true and what all of us feel. But I wish I could have just like taken all of her worry and anxiety away and told her that she didn't need to fear it because God would take care of her. The takeaway I want us to have from this episode is to truly find the treasures in Jesus and that he is the one and only source of goodness, success, wealth, peace. The love of God is the ultimate prize. Not anything else here on earth, only him. We can collect as many Gucci bags as we want. We can store up as much money as we want in our bank account. Trusting God in our finances, I think, is one of the ultimate tests of our faith. Because we feel like money can be life or death. And the minute that we acknowledge that God truly has control, you will notice how the peace that you have does not make sense. What's that song? I've got peace that makes no sense. And everything around me is shaken. Oh, uh, Firm Foundation by uh, Maverick City, right? I've got peace that makes no sense. I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Because I've built my life on Jesus. Because he's never let me down. He's faithful through every season. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't fail. He won't fail. He won't. I love that song. So how about that? How about any time that you need a good reminder that God will not let you fall and that you need some peace that makes no sense? You're in the middle of your chaos where everything around you feels like it is falling apart financially, whatever. He is faithful through every season. So why would he fail you now? He won't. He will never fail. Can we sing a little more? Christ is my firm foundation. This is the best part. The rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad than I put my faith in Jesus. Cause he's never letting me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. Oh my God. I love it. Oh my gosh. How about this part? Okay, wait. <laughs> Rain came wind. Blue, my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm gonna make it through. Okay, I'm done. But y'all know the song. If you don't know the song, you gotta listen to it. Firm Foundation by Maverick City. Come on. 
I'm going to end the episode right on that. That was good. Yes. Yes. Christ is our firm foundation. That is the only foundation of our lives. That's the only thing we're worshiping. That's the only thing we're serving. And everything else will fall into place. Not by magic, but by God. Oh, not by magic, but by God himself. It'll fall into place, y'all. All All right. Well, I'm going to say I'm so grateful for y'all. I really love this episode a lot, actually. And I hope it touched somebody. I hope it brought peace for some people. I hope it brought peace to all y'all. But if not, I hope it brought peace to someone. You guys are always in my prayers. I love y'all so much. I hope you have a beautiful Friday. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week. Go show somebody today. And like every day, but definitely today. Go show somebody why Jesus is just so cool. Can you go show somebody why Jesus is so cool today? Show somebody his love, his grace, his patience, his love. I said love already. Well, (laughs) double love. The ultimate love. The only love. Okay, I'm done. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. If you guys can't wait until next Friday for another episode, you are in luck. Subscribe to our Patreon where you will have early access to future episodes and occasional surprise bonus episodes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more content. And if this episode spoke to you, please write us a five-star review since it helps the podcast so much. We'll see you guys next time.